1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money, I'm Rob Black. Hello, Bart Riders. Bringing your car into work today. It's good to talk to you. Talking money, talking investing, talking much, much more. Mainly I try to talk about retirement. And it's so obvious why I have to, with our Congress being as dysfunctional as they are. The Tea Party versus the business side of the Republicans. Uh, they're not really matching up terribly well right now. And that's a bit of a problem in the upcoming elections. Um, Democrats are well known to be pro entitlement, help as many people as you can. Uh, that typically comes at cost though, and it's not gonna be solved with taxes. Taxes just don't match enough money Unless you're going to tax people 60, 70, 80% to really add up. You got to take care of your own retirement. If not, when you're 60, 65 seven, seventy-five, 75, blame yourself. Blame yourself for that $8,000 honeymoon, blame yourself for something that you didn't really have to have that you wanted. So IBM yesterday caused the markets not to rock and roll. Yesterday the S&P 500 closed at an all-time high in front of, after, wildly obvious, the, the dysfunction that was going on in Washington. Um, S&P 500 up 7, Dow's up 4, the Nasdaq up 36, senior treasury, two point two point six percent roughly. What's interesting to note about that is low cost of borrowing, our country is going to face a different dilemma when the cost of borrowing goes higher. It may not go higher in the next 10 years. Janet Yellen is considered very dovish. The employment numbers that she's watching over probably aren't going to be roaring anytime soon. But a very slow economic recovery. The inflation numbers haven't really added up because the employment numbers haven't really added up. When we start adding more and more employees, we should start seeing some level of inflation creep back into the market. Gold's down six bucks today, oil's up fractions. Al Gore's not a big fan of big oil, and he's out there today saying, you know, avoid oil stocks. Uh, No. You know, companies make billions and billions of dollars, have to be paid attention to, in my opinion. So, Let's talk a little bit more about stuff that's out there. Uh, Google, great Googling and Did you see those numbers yesterday? I sent it in for CFP Chad Burton from 1 to 2 on New Focus on Wealth. It's the end of a quarter, start of another, so he's a little on the busy side. Uh, Google's up $117 today, based on numbers last night. It's over $1,000. The first S&P 500 stock to ever hit $1,000 was... Was? Was? Priceline. One of the wealthiest people on the planet would have been William Shatner had he held on to his Priceline shares. And that's actually kind of funny. He sold them pennies when the stock got crushed out of 4 or $5 years ago. So Google's up $115, becoming the second company ever in $1,000 a share. What else do we have to hit out there at this point in time? Any big stories that are absolutely burning up the market? Probably not. You know, we're in earnings season, so certainly I'm a big fan of next week. We start getting to some of the tech companies. General Electric top expectations. Data show that China's economic growth accelerated. Google rallies ten plus percent. GE up almost three percent. Morgan Stanley. Eh. It was good. J.P. Morgan was better, I think. Then on top of it, Goldman Sachs was pretty raunchy. I always liked going with the raunchy one of the premium names. Investors going into the weekend with a sigh of relief. Unless, of course, you're a Bay Area commuter. And then you're like, "Uh, traffic's going to be a mess out there. I say just go home and day drink. That solves all problems on Fridays. Boss, I tried to get in. It was going to take about six hours. (laughs) Chicago Fed President Charles Evans, Charles, don't call me chuckles, said yesterday the central bank should not begin reducing the pace of asset purchases as the data used to gauge the economy's health stopped during the shutdown. So the Fed can't start tapering, which means the cost of money will continue to stay low for the foreseeable future. Once the government gets back to work and starts putting together economic data, maybe we'll um, have a case for higher interest rates or tapering. Again, we're not taking the whole quantitative easing off. We're maintaining it. We're just going to do it at a slower pace. And it's not even aggressively slower pace. It is a, a moderate taper. Dallas Fed President Richard Fisher said, the fiscal discord has undermined the argument for tapering the purchases. Interesting, right? So China's good. Google's good. Chipotle. Here's a little CMG. Fastest-growing sales amongst the peers and restaurants. Advanced 9%. Their profit was pretty solid. You know that they've had kind of a, a mixed 52 weeks. Being priced for perfection led them to that position where they could, you know, take a nasty hit. Tesla's priced for perfection. They're going to, at some point in time, take a nasty hit. In this case, Tesla went from $440 a share back in April, boom, all the way down to $250 a share in October, only to recover all the way up to almost $500 a share now. Pretty impressive. It's a Mexican grill. They're playing with some other concepts as well. Asian food. Um, They probably have some spinoffs in them. Because right now, they are the company that sources food locally, that goes for the food that's humanely treated, even though that's not always the case, and I think we all know that. Um, Long story short, Chipotle's um, interesting, but again, it's priced for for perfection. That's the one thing you have to know, right? Trading at 37 times next year's earnings, you have to compare that to Panera, you have to compare it to Starbucks, you have to compare it to McDonald's, and then you start looking at the price-to-sales ratio, and then you start looking at the debt-to-equity, um, return on assets, return on equity. You look at some financial metrics, and you say, okay, this company, yeah, they're you know moderately sized at this point in time, $15 billion, because they certainly get bigger, yeah. But it is priced for perfection at 37 times next year's earnings. It's like, Five years ago, you said, Would you be interested in a company that trades that high of a multiple? I'd be like, Absolutely, possibly not. So, I've got a couple of events coming up. Walnut Creek, above sea, out there for them. Doing a Money 101, All Things Financial at the Walnut Creek, Walnut Creek Marriott. Saturday, October 26th. That's going, to be from one, that's going to be from 9 to noon. And again, that's for people who are wealth accumulators. I look at people who work from age 20 to 50 as wealth accumulators then once you get about 50, you need to start monitoring what you're doing and, and really take it seriously because now you're a wealth manager. So in the afternoon, we're doing a wealth preservation retirement plan with CFP Chad Burton, educational workshop designed for people who have a large asset and or who are heading towards retirement or in retirement. I'm doing a little bit of a charitable drive. If you bring one of your old used phones, even if it has a cracked screen, you can get in for free. Just drop me an email saying that you're going to stop by Rob at robblack.com, and I'll put your name on the list. Otherwise, it's 5 bucks. Um, so give me your old phone, and I'll make sure it gets donated and goes uh, to a good charitable cause in the Bay Area. Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black. am twelve twenty.
2: See the sun listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I be? Is this the I the
1: world? Welcome to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. We're talking money, 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 mula, 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 mula. I need, I need, I need. I'm trying to get you to retirement. I was talking to someone yesterday about a recent article that a recent interview that Robert Schiller gave to Bloomberg. And they're like, who's Robert Schiller? I'm like, he just won the Nobel Prize for real estate or for economics. And his talk on bubbles and real estate in particular right now, he's saying we're in a real estate bubble. Keep in mind, he's also the one who said we're in a real estate bubble back in 2006 and correctly timed the market. Um, He also said stock market had a bubble. Like, he's a guy who kind of gets it. He's a Nobel Prize winner, a Yale professor in economics. Now, who are you going to believe when it comes to taking advice in real estate? I want you to put 20% down on your house. You know why? There's a lot of reasons. Well, you can pay off your house over time faster. But when the market's down 5%, 10%, you're not freaked out. So when real estate goes down 10%, you're not like, oh, God, I'm down $100,000. What am I going to do? So, if you do lose your job, maybe you can do a refi, maybe you can tap that equity, a home equity line of credit. I want you to put 20% down so you're not paying stupid mortgage insurance. I want you to spend no more than 30 to 40% of your paycheck covering your mortgage. Because I know, you know, you're losing 10% to the state, you're losing 10% to sales tax, you're losing 10, 20% to the government, you're losing 5% to future retirees and situations like that. It all adds up, and then you don't have much left. So I work in radio, television, the Internet, and everywhere you go there's advertisements for buy real estate in Dallas or buy real estate out of market, or is now the time to be buying real estate? Maybe you're even wondering. Um, What's horrible about that is those are all basically high school flunkies High school flunkies who are trying to get a top-paying job, and one of the top-paying jobs in America is selling real estate or refinancing real estate because it's such a big ticket issue that all the sheep do it. So let's bring in Tony Mendez from bayarearealestate.com. Tony Mendez, bayarearealestate.com. Bay Area, Bay Area Loan Source. Bay Area It's okay. Loan Source. I'm a little tired today. I know you are. It's, a tick, uh, it's a, an amalgam for balls, B-A-L-S. There, source. So, um, again, Yale professor, Nobel Prize winner in economics, or local schlub who is trying to take his wife on vacation to Hawaii by transacting uh, one big deal. You, sh-
3: you shouldn't be surprised to see those types of advertisements and those types of people trying to get more transactions. When Equities are up. Yeah. This is what happens when home prices go. People try to get you to refinance and buy real estate a- elsewhere. They're making two transactions here. A lot of cases, they're making three.
1: And the ones who aren't good at it on a local level, they start pitching out of state real estate because you know they're going after fruit and they can't get the quality local fruit, so they're going out of market trying yeah. to tease there's, those. I um,
3: guarantee you, there's a lot of people listening to you now, right now, or us right now, that have had the same stuff happen to them back yeah. right in 2005, six, and seven, just to get burned. And, and there's a you know, you listen to Robert Schiller. he he's talked about how uh, before every bubble, we've had consumer confidence at a higher level which it is right now we've seen there's several other reasons that I could go through uh, of why there could be a bubble and I agree totally with Robert schiller and you have these people that are making helping you make the wrong decision by tapping into more equity buying real estate that could go down I think it's I think it's very risky to even consider this without a smart smart financial plan
1: yeah like the whole buy real estate in Dallas because jobs are being created in Texas absolutely but do you have any billionaires and millionaires are in Texas that you know will take advantage of the prime spots long before you even heard um, about the greatness that is the state of Texas? Like, I don't get it. I don't get why the average person works on the peninsula, drives to work right now, he's working for Salesforce.com, making you know two hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and he wants to go buy in another state that he hears a pitch for. Now, again, if you want to buy in Tahoe, Tahoe's great. It's a luxury town it's, just, it's will always be a luxury town that people want to you know, vacation in. Um, <clears throat> if you want to invest in real estate, I think you should need to be smart about it and not be cheap about it, per se. So, so Schiller recently said something this week that I'll take your angle on. He said, housing's not a great investment. And the interviewer said, then why buy real estate? And he says, Absolutely. Housing traditionally is not viewed as a great investment. It takes maintenance. It depreciates. It goes out of style. All those are problems. There's technical progress in housing, so the new ones are better. You know, on my street, there's a house that is just, you know that if, when you go in it, it's got, like, 70s wallpaper. And that's the first thing you do once you buy that off inflated comps of square footage. Then you have to, like, maintain that. And you may live with a you know a horrible bathroom for a couple years. You may live with awful wallpaper for a few years. But at some point in time, you're gutting that stuff.
3: Uh, there's definitely uh, one of the biggest factors in buying a house, owning a house, is underestimating the maintenance costs. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think people kind of get over the fact that depreciates because they get to write it off on their taxes, especially if it's a rental property. Um, but you know, maintenance—it's tough. You know, if you haven't owned a house and you're a first-time homebuyer. I think that's the biggest mistake that they make is not to, to over underestimate that it's going to cost you an extra hundred to two hundred dollars a month just to maintain the house. That doesn't include extra utilities, um, and you know furniture, painting, everything. Right. One of the things I do about my house, and uh, I think everyone
1: should have this some sort of garden. Okay, it's an odd thing to say, but in California, we've got an abundance of sunshine, so you should have an abundance of vegetables and fruits in your in your in your life, in my opinion. If you have property with land on it. So um, one of the funnier statements that I'm stealing from someone else, he was on CNBC once, someone was, and the commentator said, so what are some good investments? And he's like, ah, I like copper, I like China, and I like lemon trees. <laughs> and the person goes, Lemons are expensive. The person goes, lemon trees? Yeah, I just went to Home Depot, got a $6 lemon tree, planted it in my yard, and it kicks off 30 to $60 of lemons a year.
3: Great investment. And you don't have to wait five years for it to produce. I mean, you can get a plant, what, a foot high, and it puts out, you yeah. know, one or two.
1: i pulled pulled I've pulled off one or two already on my lemon and my lime trees kicked off four or five. Nice
3: margaritas. I, I think what what you're trying to say is, you know, having a yard, especially having a yard, you just have to get intimate with your house. I mean, you just got to get to really know it. It's a full-time job. It's just like having a child. Yep. So, um, cool. There's a lot of nice benefits. There's some pride of ownership. I mean, and I don't want to sound too much like a commercial, but there is a reason why people buy houses. It's a great investment over a long period of time, as long as you don't sacrifice other retirement uh, vehicles just to own the house. And I think that's where you get these other commercials and, and, and real estate guys that continually push that kind of of uh, I think it's mentality. a great investment over time versus renting, but it's not a great investment in the time over the stock market. Here's another funny quote by Schiller. He said, when I look around, I see a lot of foolishness, and I can't believe it's not important economically. I mean, people, you know, you, people are still making foolish decisions. And, oh, it, crazy. and, and you, you have a station like this that we're on right now, Then there's got to be 14 or so different real estate you know, commercials and
1: so on. Big seminar coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's two Saturdays from now at the 26th in Walnut Creek, Marriott, robblack.com. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We ultimately discounted what the government was doing in the last three weeks as the market. Pulled back a little bit, 1.8% from its all-time high. That qualifies as a little pullback. And today and yesterday, the market, yesterday the market closed at an all-time high. Today it is still playing with some new all-time highs, but it's looking a little bit weaker as the morning goes on. S&P 500 is up two, the Dow down 41, the Nasdaq's up 25. Nasdaq's benefiting from Google and Apple, both having very good days. Verizon and AT&T in their recent quarterly earnings told us that their customers love Apple products. Coming out with a 5C was ultimately not terribly well received. We'll see how it works. I mean, people who are going to line up for the new phone aren't going to get the 5C. They're going to get the new phone, the 5S. The 5C, if it sells well in January, February, March, April, May, June, then it'll be decided it was a good idea. Markets in Asia were mostly higher, led by Australia's market. Um, Chinese GDP group, 7.8%. North Korea, Morgan Stanley says that Korea can be a new safe haven for investors. They cite four factors, regulations that were put in place after 2008 to foster stability, a comparative lack of overinvestment, no apparent asset bubbles, and prudent fiscal and monetary policies. One thing I can tell you about the United States is we are the clowns of the world with our policies at this point in time. The best thing that we have going for us is that our clowns, even though there is Social Security, it's not as much money as you know, other nations give to retirees in Social Security. I love America for its capitalism. I hate America for its uh, politics. The politics are wrong. Uh, the two groups don't work for the best interest. The two groups work for their party's interests. And that doesn't reflect a true constituency in any way, shape, or form. You know, whether you hate them or not, there's some Republicans that live in San Francisco that aren't getting represented. Just because they lost the election doesn't mean you get no representation. Wall Street Journal is talking about the SEC capital. Criminal insider trading charges $1 billion from founder CEO Steve Cohen. He's not going to be accused of any wrongdoing, but he's going to settle for $1 billion. Wow. So be cautious who you work with. You know, his gains, his smartness, and again, Jim Cramer said this once, In one of his books, he said, yeah, one of the tricks I used to have is I'd call up Maria Bartiromo and give her a false story. She would go out and report it. I was shorting it while she was saying, you know, wonderful things about it. That doesn't make him smart. That means he's a cheater. Lance Armstrong, if you're going to lie, lie to everyone. Don't tell one or two people what you're doing. That brought him down, and he is going to face the wrath of multiple lawsuits and the government. I would not be surprised if he doesn't end up in jail. So at one point in time, he was denying his drugs so much to the point that a couple came out and he basically sued them. And you know, the couple said, "Yeah, my husband got kicked off the team because he didn't dope." So he sued her, he sued him. They're going to win back everything that they lost, plus they're going to sue him for ten years of not being in cycling, plus they're going to sue him for damages. He's got an interesting couple of years ahead of him. He's not going to go away from the news anytime soon. So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls on there. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on there. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, let's hit some of the, you know, the stories, per se, that uh, came out yesterday after the market closed, uh, today before the market opened. Again, I think the, the headline story is Google at $1,000. Do you think Google's going to lose any of its relevance in the next couple of years? Probably not. Chipotle Mexican Grill came out with a third quarter profit of $2.66 a share. A little lower than expectations, but revenue topped expectations. Restaurants said they saw a jump in customer traffic over a year earlier. That to me is a story on millennials. My generation grew up on 7 Eleven, Slurpees, loved them. Um, We grew up on Coca Cola. We switched to Diet Coke when we were getting fat. And um, McDonald's. McDonald's was a food staple in a lot of people's lives growing up. And now millennials, they're willing to pay more to avoid McDonald's because we know how gross it is. When 50% of a chicken McNugget is bone. <laughs> Parts. Capital One earned $1. eighty-six, Revenue topping expectations. Credit card issuers set aside $849 million to cover credit card defaults. 16% less than last year. Intuitive surgical beat by 49 cents. Revenue was well short of expectations. Let's see how that stock is playing, because that's a, been a big momentum stock in recent years. They have that da Vinci system, which is a robot-guided surgical tool. Ooh, they're getting smoked today, down 18 bucks, down 4.72%. Again, expensive PE. This is what happens. AMD reported a profit for 4 cents, 2 cents above expectations. They're focusing on the 6% decline. Investors are today in the semiconductors designed for personal computers. Activision Electronic Arts Take Two and other video game makers may benefit from a report recently showing that video game industry sales rose 27% in the month of September. And you know what? New Xbox is coming out, new PlayStation is coming out, and what do you do when you buy new hardware? You go get software for it. So they're pretty well the positioned. J.C. Penney's is now going to open their doors Thanksgiving evening at 8 p.m. Macy's is opening their doors at 8 p.m. So it's no longer Black Friday. It's it's black post-Turkey mortem depression Thursday. Like, that's just bad. Thursday, I'm so lit up by the end of the day. Because you start watching football, you have a little whiskey here, you get a little scotch, a little brandy. last thing in the world I want to do is go shopping. But these guys are afraid that if... They don't open on Thursday night. They may lose, JC JCPenney's may lose sales to, to Macy's, and they'll never recover them. Because all we need is one crappy pair of chinos, and we're set. It doesn't matter where you ultimately buy them from. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, dot com, And chino wear. You are chino wear. So, and you do wear some crappy chinos.
3: I, I've i seen you shopping at Ross before. The, the first thing that Rob said to me when when I came to California was, need new jeans? Those jeans don't go... I had, you know, the regular... That's a horrible impression of me. I don't think anybody can do an impression of you. But oh, yeah. Me. Um, who, who does? Wasn't I, it Stefan that he do one? Mm. I don't know. So, but I'm very
1: important. There you go. Ron Burgundy stole my character. So you, you pre-ordered the move, new Burgundy movie? No, I'm going okay to to it, though. You know, that first one gave me so much mileage and quotes. Uh, I, I owe it to the producers to give them something back, per se. Have you seen the new commercial for the Durango?
3: Um, kind of. I, I
1: briefly, I think. He's talking about the new Dodge Durango. He's got like 360 horsepower. Or he's sitting next to a horse, and he's like, you've only got one. <laughs> and he's like, you're pathetic. And then there's like a little baby horse right next to him, and he's like, ooh, sorry, I didn't see your kid there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? Anything, uh, how's business? You're a
3: mortgage lender. You know, it's, it's picking up. The, the refinances are, you know, those people who thought that they missed out on the you know, lower rates. Lower rates are back. I mean, the, the 30-year fixed is dropping, for conforming limits, is dropping back down towards the 4% range. And some, in some cases, even lower. Arms are smoking hot right now. A lot of people in jumbos are looking at these incredibly low rates. Um, there's a lot of refinance action, but we're still, I just looked at the California numbers. Um, they're down again. Uh, this report came out from uh, DataQuick. It's a large uh, kind of West Coast uh, data collection company. They do real estate. And they're showing that the Bay Area home prices are down 1.9%. That's two months in a row. Last month it was 3.9. This month it was 1.9. And sales are down as well. So, you know, this is the starting of a trend. Um, we we already saw that Redfin has four months of nationwide sales and home prices dipping down. So this is something that was worrying a lot of people as the rates went up. So it's good to see that the rates have come back down. I hope, Hopefully, you know, we'll see this translate into higher sales numbers going into the spring. You know, naturally we're going to see lower sales and, and uh, prices dip a little bit during the winter, but it doesn't really lead that well into the spring, I'm, especially with toxic tapering, qualified mortgages, and a couple other things coming up.
1: Because you do a radio show here Tuesday evenings, 6 to 7, on Money 2.0, KDOW and 1220. Where is the activity? Is there activity particularly on the peninsula? Is it the city of San Francisco? Is it East Bay? Is it Marin? Where are you seeing the activity? Or you can't really say.
3: Um, you know, I, I mean, I could pick each each city and tell you what type of activity is going on um, you know places like the, the peninsula there's just not a lot of inventory i see san mateo doing well but it's condos um, i was talking to julie guyer from uh remax she's over on the on the peninsula and she said that it's uh, redwood city for example is doing really hot in condos um, <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's
1: almost funny with the fire yesterday
3: I, I know i know it's just sad it's it's sad that that happens but um it's you know amazing no one was no nod and it's just, especially when you're, you know, it's early in the morning, you're sleeping, in the morning. smoke's going off. You know, it's just. I, it, when I lived in an apartment, that was my biggest fear: is that some, uh, you know, one of the other people, the other tenants, was going to start a fire and fall uh, asleep with a whiskey and a cigarette in their hand. You know, if you live in an apartment, definitely check those smoke alarms. I mean, because if your if your landlord's not doing it, you have to do it. Well, also on top of it, let's let's put it another way: there was a big financial disaster yesterday,
1: where seventy-five, you know, units lost TVs, couches, mm-hmm. pictures. Computers that if they don't have rental insurance for, they may not get covered. So, yeah. Uh, and that's expensive. Um, but we'll talk about activity a little bit later. But and you know what's going to go in there? More expensive housing, right? So yep. what was there was there, but now they're going to say let's go more high end. If you get your calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource dot com. Source dot com. I'm doing two seminars. October 26th, Saturday in Walnut Creek at the Marriott. You can learn more about them at robblack.com. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Google Shares top $1,000 a share. Do you buy, sell, or hold. I tend to prioritize my investments into five great companies. And then I start thinking about, like, the difference between J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Over time, I think it's going to work out for them all. Is there going to be great periods of time where they massively underperform? Yeah. So I got a good list of great companies. And then I'm like, what other financials do I like? Well, I like Visa, I like American Express like MasterCard. What other financial do I like? Do I like any insurance companies? Do I like any, you know, pure plays on investments? Like a T. Rowe Price. I can make a case for almost all of those guys. But I can't hold them all. I could own, you know, financial ETF like an XLF, which I think is a great idea. Our economy goes nowhere unless banking goes somewhere. It's that simple. Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. If his company... He's tied towards a company that funds loans, that, you know, does mortgages. If those guys are lending out money and they're not getting it back, they're going to stop lending out money. If they stop lending out money, people don't buy homes. People don't refinance homes. If people don't refinance homes, they don't go out and get a BMW or go to Mexico. Um... So the banks are critically important. Does that part of my thesis on investing make sense to you, Mr. Day?
3: No, except for the fact that there's, somebody's going to step in and eventually loan at a higher rate. I'd say that. I mean, yeah, I said basically if you stop loans and yeah, the financial system needs to work. It, it does, and, and we, we highly depend on that it, it keeps working. So what, do you, what do you got that, for me today? You know, I, I really are
1: wanted you, to... Are you relieved that it's year treasury? I, I am. I I, I hate it. The fact that it's back down tells me the economy is struggling.
3: Well, I mean, I understand that part. Um, But I think that we saw throughout the summer that just the small increase in in a rate, you know, home prices are extremely sensitive. Sales are extremely sensitive right now. Um, I think if the yield was to go up and the rates were going to go up, I don't see housing as the recovery in the economy right now. Uh, There has to be other facets of the economy that are going to work, but they aren't. So I think it's healthy that it's, it is where it is for the housing market and that everything else has to play. And, you know, of course, we always fear that inflation is going to eat into any of the savings that people are getting right now. Um, so it's, you know, I, th- I think this is going to be just one of those kind of boring winners. Uh, Until April, I think there's a lot of people who think that tapering is going to start coming into effect. But, you know, even April is too early. We're not going to see any of the spring numbers coming through um, that are going to give us any kind of indicators or the Fed indicators to make the right decision, especially when it comes to housing. So we're not going to see any good numbers until, I I don't think, until spring. Yeah, we've seen,
1: you know, BlackRock is the largest owner of single-family homes in America. We've seen venture capitalists step up and buy homes in the last four years aggressively. Mm Mm-hmm. They're starting to get out of the market now. Yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's down. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why we saw this, the uh, the medium home price in the Bay Area go down. Less investors, more home prices on the market, and more higher rates. So, what does, what does median mean? Uh, it means that it's the same amount of houses sold for the, under and the same amount of houses sold for over. It's not the average.
1: Right. Which number would you work off? The average? The true? like one thing I like
3: about is he actually uses Aver- averages. Yeah,
1: 3204 Wellington versus 3204 Wellington. Right. So he's comparing very specific housing numbers.
3: Yeah, he, he does. He is very specific. Specific. Um, I, I like the median. It's just a constant number that we can use. It, it's not a fair number, but it does. It does. Uh, you have to read into the into the verbiage here. Um, for example, one of the reasons why our median price or average prices go up is we have more homes selling for over 500000 than we did for under 500000 I mean, there's just some of the numbers that we look at. It really does, doesn't does lend well to the general public because, unless you have all of these numbers, but it's just a trend. I think that that's what we need to pay attention to, that is a trend. In the first hour, I said, try
1: to put 20% down on a house. Now, that's both good and bad because if you're going to live in it for the long term. And I wanted to argue about that. To argue then.
3: Well, okay, so you say, I want to put 20% down on a house just in if home prices go down. I feel you said quote-unquote, you feel a little bit better about home prices coming down. Well, I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, I just lost my down payment. Um, So during this time when – I'm talking general psychology. I know you're talking general psychology, but in the the math of things, if a lot of people, while home prices were kind of recovering, people were doing less down payment because they were fearful that if home prices did fall back down, they weren't losing a lot of their equity that they put into the property. Uh, They put less risk into it. I, I, you know, home prices should not be that technical. I'm mean, sorry, buying a house should not be that technical. It's it should be a combination of emotions and math. But the problem is, it's mostly emotions. It's mostly emotions, yeah. um, and that's why There's what people call behavior, financial behavior, behavioral
1: psychologists mm-hmm. and financials that basically will say, Tony, you don't really need to buy vitamin water. You just did it because it says water and you're, it says exactly, vitamin says
3: energy on it, and it's six in the morning.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> what a waste of money. You could have got four cents of water out of the tap. So and gone to bed earlier. So you know what one of the things they found out recently about going to bed? It allows your brain to clean itself. So basically, as we're going around awake during the day, we're coming up with thoughts and thoughts leave a little residue here, little residue there. Like that's creepy, right? Did not know that. So it allows your brain to clean itself. <clears throat> and I'm not making that up. Okay, um, so, again, I think the psychology is, you know, my home was bought based on the psychology that some mom's going to want to live near that school district. Um, she's gonna, the, Her psychology is i got to do the best I can for my kid. It wasn't bought because it was a great value of the home structure. It was a great value of, uh, you know, jeez I can sleep so much better in this home than I could in a house three blocks away. It was bought because some woman's going to go nuts crazy, She's and the husband's going to be like, all I want to do is drink beer, sit on the couch, eat corn chips, and watch football. i'll I'll do whatever you want. So uh, it's all psychology. yeah, so in my opinion, and that's what, I think people have to feel good and comfortable. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've seen people who are upside
3: down and can't get out of a house. you you have a, an article on with Robert Schiller's name on there, and he's one of the the few economists that actually uses psychology um uh, in his, model um, and he won the Nobel Prize for what, what, he, what they call um, methods in studying trends um, so we'll, we'll talk about that when we come up.
1: big event coming up the 26th Saturday Walnut Creek, Money 101 in the morning Wealth Preservation and Planning in the afternoon October 26th Saturday two Saturdays from now, sign up at robblack.com
2: an
3: official message from Medicare
1: Shopping
2: list, to do list. Look what's at the top. Medicare open enrollment, October 15th through December 7th. Time to compare plans. Look for better networks.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Couple things, couple things. Google's over $1,000 a share. Congratulations. Google dominates search, which these guys are all playing funny little games. Like Facebook's tinkering with the way searches are done, Google's tinkering with the way searches are done. Cookies are going about to go the way of the dinosaur, they think, because new ways of tracking you are coming up, which has to be good, right? So um, Google's over a thousand dollars a share. It's it's always refreshing to see that, and again, I'm I'm not being facetious when I say that. But when you see a stock rocket over 100 points, you're like, whoa, that is a thing of beauty. So um, pulling up Google's numbers real quick, again, earnings season, ooh, it's $999 right now. And the last two digits are 69. Now, I can make a reference there that would probably get me fired, but at least it doesn't say 666666. 6, 6, 6, 6. And if you ever look at your kid's forehead and it does say 666 on it, that's not a good sign. I would try to send him back, send back to your owner. Because he ain't your baby, he's the devil. Um, the Google, $110 at this point in time, 800 1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, there has to be other stories other than Google, right? Nope, that's about it. So next week we get deeper into earnings season. Keep in mind that people who played the silly game, and I I refer to it as a silly game played by silly people because a lot of people sat there and said, you know, I'm getting out of the market. Now you're screwed. Because not only did the market hit new highs while you were out of it due to the federal government fears, now we're like, when do we get a pullback? And if it doesn't come, when do you get back in? So I never, ever play the game of all-in or all-out. I just don't. How does that work out for you in Vegas when you do that, Mr. Mendez, Tony Mendez? I average out eventually. <laughs> You're all-out eventually. But you like to slowly burn and die at the tables versus pushing it all in. Um, so, yeah, people are in, in trouble here. Gold market's baffling. That's the weird thing about all this is we know our, our economy is dysfunctional. We know Janet Yellen is going to keep the cost of money low. We know that you know uh, there's going to be debt purchases. And gold's still down $500 from its, its high. It's really not making a move. Um, with low cost of money, gold is a good alternative. With the United States, you know, eh, credit watch issues, with countries looking at us and saying you're, you're a bunch of monkeys, you can't figure out your own political system, with Republicans being told by strategists, if you do this again, you're going to lose every seat in 2014. When you see that kind of dysfunction, gold should be higher, and it's not. So I don't play gold. I don't go all in, I don't play gold. I can write down 20 things about me as an investor that I will always absolutely positively stay with. Now, you can own gold miners, which isn't really a play on gold. It's got an angle with gold. But even that, I think, is... uh, You're betting on the shiny metal. Which, the gold iPhone, very, very popular. What's weird about the gold iPhone, Mr. Mendez, Bay Area is you can't see it. Because people put it in a case. In a case. Like, it should be a gold case, right? Oh, it's so frustrating. And then it just encourages people not to use their case. And then Apple gets another sell when you crack your screen. So, Which, for the record, I'm doing a little charity fundraiser. Are you going to bring me any phones? I am. Um, I think two. Oh, good. October 26th, we're doing um, uh, Money 101, All Things Financial. It's all the basics on investing insurance. But it's also things like how to save money how not to spend egregious amounts of money. Like, there's a costume at, at uh, New York Comic-Con. Do you know what Comic-Con is, Daddy?
3: Is it a comic thing? Yeah, it's a, a big
1: comic yeah. uh, festival, <laughs> convention, is probably the best way of saying it. But what's most interesting about it to me is someone showed up with a $1,000 costume to look like a video game character. And you know that, uh, that person lives at home, Right. And you know that that $1,000 should be going into investing. Like, I got an email this week from a woman named Diana, and her and her husband work uh, on the peninsula. They make over $200,000. They haven't saved all that much money yet. They're just turning 30, and they got married. And so I guess the single people, they just spend all their money partying with friends.
3: And, I mean, that's easy. You, to you remember my brother, right? He, he made good money for, what, five to ten years in a row. And had he had a house to store. That, that was it. Well, the house is a pretty good show for it. Yeah. They so, he, he end up selling it and losing money, but that's okay. Yeah.
1: With that said, um, they're going to go on an $8,000 honeymoon. <sighs> so, that is like, you know, unless you're honestly riding on the back of a zebra, you're not doing anything all that unique or all that, that you can't do a lot cheaper. So, would you want to ride on the back of a zebra? I've got to think about that one. I don't think so. I would love to do it with, like, a flaming spear. Just go through a village of incredibly poor people, <laughs> i.e. <laughs> Oakland. A, a zebra with a flaming spear. You know what I saw this week? Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing a, a theme for Halloween, and I went to a thrift store to find costumes. Because, you know, you know I'll, I'll speak of it off the air. But I went to the thrift store, and I saw some incredibly, incredibly poor people. And it actually depressed me. I, I, I saw people that she was wearing pants like eight inches too long, so she was literally stepping on her own pants. It was a nice-looking pair of pants that she got at the thrift store. But um, it depressed me. And again, that, that, that makes me sound like an Alita snob, probably. But it also tells you that there's a lot of people really struggling. The gap between the haves and the have-nots is wider than any time I've ever seen it. And I don't like seeing poor people. Like, I'd prefer to hide away in my all-white community with you know, super educational centers and uh, Vital Life minerals and I don't know. I'm not making any sense, am I? Where was I, by the way? You were talking about cell phones. Oh, yeah. Um, So Walnut Creek. Um, Oh, we got into the gold and the... Mm -hmm. five. And
3: then you got into the seminar.
1: So if anyone wants to go to the seminar free, it's $5. But if you want to donate one of your old cell phones, and it could be an old one. It could be one of those that, you know... Box Mulder was using you know, on X-Files. It's the size of a shoebox from the early 90s. It, anything. I'll take anything. So I'm going to turn around and repurpose them and um, get donations for charity via it. And all that money will stay in local communities. So um, please, 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 please. Um, I want to see if I can do something good this year. So doing a Money 101 in the morning from 9 to noon at Walnut Creek. And from 1 to 4 doing an event. Uh, same place, Marriott and Walnut Creek. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. You'll hear the commercials during the break. So anyway. Um. Housing. One thing that I, my neighbor came over and she brought her kids the other day. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. You know that the, that bush where the bee stung you? Yeah. Bee got in the kid's ear and stung him. Oh, my gosh. In his ear. Oh. And, like, you don't believe a kid when he goes, Mommy, there's a bee in my ear. But he was right. <laughs> there's a bee in his ear. That lavender bush is coming
3: out. I'm torching it. Yeah, that thing's a menace. It's a bee-chick magnet. I've been stung by two bees in California, and both of them have been in front of those darn lavender bushes. Yep. Why, you know, it was it was a winery. It was down in, in uh, Monterey County. And you pull up, and there's like 40 of them. Oh, she's got some bad teeth. All right, focus, focus. <laughs> and there, there had, had to have been a, you <laughs> a thousand bees, and, you know, you have to pass these bees just to get to the tasting room, and boom, you know, you get stung. That's kind of silly. Not it's, like, it's like your house. You pull up and there's a bush with all these bees in front of it. It's like, get away, get away. You're uh, going gonna to have something go wrong with your um, trick-or-treaters. They're that's get fine. Some. I'm good with that. Beware of S- bees. Stay away from my house. Meddling kids. Oh, I have a, a hint for you as far as raccoons go.
1: Robblack.com. Sure. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
2: Great Google
1: to move it Google's up $109 today. Just under $1,000 a share. It's been above 1000 They had a good quarter. They're earning a lot of money. In face of the government shutdown, their stock's at an all time high. The SP 500's up 6, the Dow's down 7, the NASDAQ's up 33. Come on. I need my bells. So, again, this all happened in front of a government shutdown. What I find intriguing about that, and hopefully you find it intriguing as well, is there's some people who sold out of the market because they knew this was going to be a horrible event. Now, this horrible event probably is guaranteed the Fed is on hold for the foreseeable future on both purchasing debt as well as raising interest rates. The raising interest rates hasn't even started. The purchasing debt hasn't even you know, been slowed yet. That's not, the interest rates rises aren't going to happen in 2015, probably. Unless we get some smoking jobs numbers in the next year, which we haven't gotten in the last year. So Merrill Lynch, and this is almost ironic, the people, the Tea Party people, or if you want to call them the Patriot Party, whichever side you, it's like Obamacare versus the Affordable, Care, Affordable Health Care Act, um, they wanted to cut government spending. They wanted to cut the deficit. And ironically, by putting up the fight and not compromising, it's going to cost us more money. It's going to cost us more to borrow money in the future. You know, companies and countries don't look at what happened lightly and say, oh, totally normal that you guys are fighting. Totally normal that you don't have a deficit, that you've borrowed money, you've spent it, and you're not going to pay it back. Totally normal. Now, that's actually a deadbeat. And what do you do? You charge deadbeats a little extra money. So even if you threaten it, you charge them a little extra money. Um, Or you don't lend to them. So the cost of borrowing is going to go up, and we have $17 trillion of debt. That's too much. It's going to become a problem in our lifetime or our children's lifetime, and sadly, all of it's going to be put on them. So Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, slashed their GDP growth forecast for the third quarter, fourth quarter, and the first quarter of 2014 because of our government. So and it's material. When you see GDP at 2% for the fourth quarter, and the, third, in the first quarter goes from 3.3% to 2.8%. That's a lot of tax revenues that aren't going to be collected to help service the debt. That's a lot of vacations that aren't going to be taken that, you know, your waitress in the Grand Canyon. And you're saying, what are you talking about? Waitress in Grand Canyon? That she's not going to get the money to pay for her single baby. A baby daddy ran off, so she's a single mother. So it, it's, it's got a really weird trickle effect. Now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh-huh. You've got a list on why real estate prices continue to go higher. Lower. Lower. Okay, lower. Um, this is interesting to note in large part because, you know, in the first segment of the show today, you and I talked about Yale economist. Uh, Robert Schiller. Nobel Prize winner Robert Schiller for economics. He says real estate is in a bubble. And people are like, oh, I don't believe it. I'm not my house. No, again, my house isn't right now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's not in a bubble. It's just a bubble that's getting bigger. You know the next bubble, what it's going to be in? I have, well, no, Schiller says real estate, but do you, do you know what no. I'm say? Mr. Bubble. No, I love Mr. Bubble. Do you remember how magical bubble baths were as a kid? Don't you wish you'd have some of that magic in your life again? Go buy Mr.
3: Bubble. It's there, my friend. He actually oh. calls it bubbly. Okay, which yeah, is fair, because... No. And, and people make fun of him. I mean, he, he says crazy things. Um, he doesn't say crazy things. He says crazy, and he sounds drunk while he says it, but he's pretty smart about it. Um, and I agree, for the most part, what he says uh, about it, because he, he uses a lot of trends. Um, this is why he won the Nobel Prize. He, he developed the methods in, in following these trends. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I think that home prices will go down. Uh, you have p- people like, um, I can't remember his name, from CoreLogic, Mark Fleming, is that who it is? To be. Um he says that, uh, yeah, Mark Fleming, he says that price appreciation is slowing down, and it's and right now it's only a correction for an overshoot in a price collapse. Um he thinks that Schiller um, uh, doesn't take into effect inflated pricing uh, and it's a housing bust so and and there's other people that say we're not in a housing bust. this is Lori Goodman from the uh, Urban Institute. It's a think tank, uh, and that even with rates at six percent, affordability would remain at 2003, 2002-2003 levels, which is pretty stable compared to 2006-2007. And she doesn't think rates are going to go up to 6 prints. I disagree. Um, we already saw that. We just had a number come out yesterday. Uh, Data Quick gave us California and Bay Area numbers. We're looking at a median home price fell again here in the Bay Area. Last, uh, from August September, it was uh, uh, 2.9 or 3.9, now it's 1.9% lower. So we're back down to 530 median home price here in the Bay Area. Nationwide, uh, places like Redfin, which came out with earlier numbers, they said it was a 2.2 decrease nationwide. And and that's the fourth month in a row. So there's a lot of, we have the trend now. This is the three-month trend. We're going to see, and this is going into the slow season. And it was mostly a result of higher interest rates. So we're extremely sensitive right now to the higher interest rates. Um, And then we have the other factors, and this is my list. Uh, We have loans that are getting harder. We have qualified mortgages coming up. We just uh, mentioned that um, coming up in November 16th, Fannie Mae is going to implement their new rules. They're getting rid of interest only. They're getting rid of any terms longer than 30-year um, and a couple other things. They're going to, you know, the qualified mortgages coming up are going to change your debt ratios. It's going to be harder to qualify for higher loan amounts. Uh, we also have a lot of programs that are gone. One of, one of the factors, reasons why we had higher home prices in 2006 and 7, is because we had programs that allowed unqualified buyers to qualify for a loan. Interest only, um, and, uh, start teaser rates, we had stated incomes. Those aren't here anymore. We don't have those programs to allow more buyers into the market. Um, inventories are low. Uh, sales drives prices. With inventories as low as they are, there's, we have places in, in the East Bay like Danville, which is a hot neighborhood. They're 50% lower than they're normal. There's only about 100 homes right now in the market. Um, a lot of qualified people have bad credit. So we have a whole bunch of qualified buyers they have credit, like foreclosure problems and short sale problems that they can't buy for many years. Uh, we also have less ownership in the United States. It's, there's are surveys, like the one that Robert Schiller does, saying that um, a home ownership is a, less of a priority right now. So he's, he's saying that there's a, diff- a, a change in the mindset of, of home ownership. We have younger buyers that, are coming, that usually fuel buying homes that have more debt, student debt to be more particular. Um, well, stop not there. Uh, so you're, goes you're, rambling, you're rambling, and
1: people are going to lose everything you've said in a ramble. But one of the things you just said was that people don't care anymore about real estate. If you're five years younger than me, you still have that dream of living in something like your parents raised you in. Right. But if you're in your 20s, 20 to 35 years old... You're willing to stay in a bed a One bedroom I'll take a one bedroom That's another, People are downsizing as well They're living at home longer There's, there's just a different mindset right now San Francisco yeah. sells apartments now 400 square feet Which honestly There's some prison cells that are bigger than 400 And people are willing to have relationships They're willing to live Because they're, they're more about Let's get yeah. out tonight mm-hmm. and be young and, and live life I don't think the housing market Looks at the millennials I think Robert Schiller does and they're willing to pay a lot less so that they can live their lifestyle that they want. So, anyhow, big event coming up in Walnut Creek. A couple Saturdays from now, October 26, Money 101. If you are accumulating wealth, this is great for you. In the afternoon, doing a big event on wealth preservation and retirement planning. You can sign up for either event in Walnut Creek Saturday at robblack.com.
2: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Are
1: you slow? Seriously. It's really, it's still so early. The music comes on, which basically means we're in studio, and that means you can hear the music while you're driving. Teddy says, i like, okay, shh, shh. shh. Because, like during commercial breaks, you say things that you don't want to go out on air.
3: I was like, no, just because the music's no. playing here doesn't mean they can hear us out there. No, if it's in the studio, playing in the studio, you on the speakers, it won't come through the air until they turn it off. You know that, right? You're so wrong. No, oh. I do. Uh, I you know, it's, my Tuesdays, I sit in that chair.
1: You know, my 20 year anniversary is in uh, radio's coming up. Really?
3: Yeah. In July. What was the name Next I, July. Did you tell a lot of people about the story? I love your story about how you got on air. Oh, it's not. It's not. That, it's it's a great story.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, I was
1: I was sleeping in a cardboard box, and Rush Limbaugh in his limo heard me talking. And I went, I was like, uh ah, give me a dime. And he's like, I'm going to put you on air, and you're going to become a money guy. You have a golden voice. Exactly. Exactly. So um, so he stopped his limo and brought me in, and next thing you know, I'm the king of radio.
3: I'm pretty sure it wasn't as glamorous as that, Rob. It wasn't that glamorous at all. No. What was my story? You talking about the snow one? No, where you, where your your guy left he did a show and he oh, left oh. town and then you you picked up his show and then Oh yeah, the old Jack. Yeah. yeah. I was working for a
1: guy named Jack as an analyst and uh he he basically his marriage got into collapse. Yeah, and he, he did so a he had show. to go to, to Japan and yeah. uh I stepped in, which led to which led to, which led to. Yep. But yeah, he um he was crazy. Uh, He was a certifiable New York financial nut. He called me a couple years ago. You know, I haven't seen him in 12 years. He calls me in the middle of the night, crying that I should give him money. Like, his life went bad. His life went real bad. So he, um, this is actually a pretty funny story. He walked into my office one day and was like, I don't need you to pick stocks for me anymore because God picks my stocks. Um, And you can't possibly be better than God. (laughs) And I'm like, I know God's a lot of things, but he's probably not a stock picker. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I think God means what? means people, and I think that's really super important. So he leaves my office, and all right, I quit. Um, signed at Rob Black, and uh, off I went. So, like, when you're that kind of crazy and you're handling people's money, yeah. that's a scary thing. So it's a real scary thing. And, you, know, you and I were talking about this earlier in the show, that... Um, a Yale economist who won, wins a Nobel Prize on housing says, be cautious on housing. Housing's not a great investment. It's a huge liability. Home value, you know, it, the, the structure gets outdated. There's depreciation. There's new technology and new homes that are better than old homes. You know, I would much rather have a home that's wired with speakers than a, a 60-year-old home that has, you know, walls that are, are fine. But I'd much rather be in a new, brand-new slated technological home with a you know, like heaters. I have, water, I have a water heater. It's old technology. It needs to be wireless. It needs to know that I wake up at 6, five, four, and I'm taking a hot shower. It needs to fire that, and it needs to
3: shut it down in You, the need, the, you need the new instant heat. It's, a, it's the coil thing where it's, it, it, it doesn't have a water heater. It just heats the water that goes through the coil. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, that's what you need to upgrade to.
1: Because like it's all technology. And so Schiller's right. And yet there'll be some buffoon who's like, I heard on the radio that now's a good time to buy in Texas. Or Donald Trump said, you know, you know, buy, buy, buy real estate. It's just, it's the sheep. And again, well, here, here's where I'm getting at. Here's where I'm getting at. Um, the educational requirements to be a financial planner, you have to have a college degree. Now, I don't think a college degree is all that important. I don't. I think a college degree is a college degree It means you get up early, you can listen to people, you can turn in papers for four years while you're partying with hormones going crazy. It basically says you can get a task done. I'd hire a college graduate over a high school graduate because I know that college graduate could get a task done. Let's get an SF State. That degree is pretty good for like to Get barking only. You just put the SF State degree in your window and... So you've
3: moved from Stockton to San Francisco. As far as insults? Yeah. Okay. It's just upstate. state. All right. Um, Do you want to bash
1: Stockton while we're talking? No, no. We're talking about working with financial professionals. Oh, and there's just some people in the, the real estate industry. You don't have to have – you could be – literally, you can have a brain trauma and have the, the mind of a six-year-old and sell real estate.
3: But it's And it's not just the – you know, their, their um, education level. Did I just insult, about wait, did I just insult people with brain traumas or six-year-olds? <laughs> Which which group did I offend with that statement? A or, a or B. Or all of the above. Yay. I sold
2: a
1: house.
3: Yay. Right? I, I think any moment you're going to mention something about my sister-in-law. Oh, and her fake hair. And the fake you know And the fake in, implants. Yeah. I, realtor, right? So, her, her career before that was Domino's phone girl.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she goes into real estate.
3: No, I love, I love my sister-in-law. It's just I wouldn't buy a house
1: with her. I don't. There was a period of time where my dad passed away, and I didn't really have family to hang out with, so I'd hang out with your parents at Christmas time. And, you know, I'm coming from California. Cause in California, when I'm single, no one invites me to Christmas. No one invites me to Thanksgiving. So I'm like, I'm, psh, I guess I'll go home. But my dad's dead, so no, we don't celebrate. And, you know, my mom's had a couple
3: strokes. So I go to your house, your parents' house. And, you know, it's, uh, it's almost Thanksgiving time. We might have to tell that story. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the explosion. Yeah, that's... But anyway, Bridget
1: would sit there the whole time like, Yeah, it's all about me and my kids. And oh, you got my kid on Scooter. Like, I just hate personalities that overtake family events. And she's that person. She did her best for what she, you
3: know, her capacity. But
1: as some singer in the 70s said, I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, so realtors can be literally literally you could be a prospect from, from San Jose Gigantes. A single A baseball team. You basically dropped out of high school to focus on ball. You never took a math class, you never took you're dealing with people's personal finances and, and financial futures and you're going, Yeah, real estate always goes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sling Blade now. Right, <laughs> I'm going through every famous mentally challenged character in movie history. Well, definitely, definitely going through them all. Definitely. <laughs> so I'm not all that impressed with realtors because uh, it's the continuing education. Have you seen some of the continuing education they do? Yeah, it's pretty fru frou and it's typically some silver-haired woman comes in and goes, "My my story on real estate is," and then everyone goes like. And that's considered continuing education. So, anyway, I just, I'm not that impressed with the accreditation process of becoming a real estate professional. Now there's some very good ones. Some very, very good ones. Anyhow, let's change the topic before I get a realtor with a gun. <laughs> or insult some of the realtors I work with. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know one I could throw out. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 1220 Get your calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. So, um the government did you a favor by basically halting things and uh disagreeing with each other it it slowed the economy
3: and a slower economy means lower interest rates we we delayed tapering um we're going to we delayed the numbers the data that's actually coming from uh you know that 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 what was it, 18 days or so uh, period um so yeah so we 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 the decisions on on moving forward with any kind of tapering it, rising interest rates are going to push forward um, and that's going to keep rates low at this point. It, it looks like the safer money is in the treasury, so it, the yields went back down, prices went up, yields went down, which will turn rates down lower, which will hopefully, you know, through this slow winter, increase, you know, prices hopefully, and sales. And we need sales only, to drive the prices, right? Not now. only did the government
1: help you with keeping cost low, rates low, it's helping people refinance. Like I've mm-hmm. refinanced every mortgage that I have. In the last five years, yeah. at much, significantly lower, and,
3: and that's a good point. Uh, you know, we have we we've seen the Bay Area median home price, not the average, but median home price drop again. We we've got as high as five sixty two; it's down to five thirty now. Uh, I think it's time. You know, we have rates that are kind of staying down where they were. Um, you know, in between the, the high and the low in the last uh, year, but we have higher equities, and I think that uh, you're going to start hearing a term called locking in equity, which means that. Even if the rate's a little bit higher, you're still, you know, hopefully improving your situation. A lot of people bought homes with less than 10% down or 20% down, and they have mortgage insurance. Try locking in that equity and get rid of that mortgage insurance. So a lot of that kind of activity is coming up right now. Absolutely. Yeah, and it and it really is a good benefit. I mean, there's a lot of people who are putting less than 20% down on buying a house, and and um, they can use some programs that lenders are being more aggressive because there are equities. Same thing where you hear these commercials. You say, hey, Use your equity and buy elsewhere. Now that's not the right strategy for most people, but it is a, 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 um, following that mindset that there is equities right now. And we were talking earlier about some of the reasons why I think it's going to go down, and continue going through that through this yeah. this winter into the spring. I think the biggest for me, the biggest fear that I have with real estate right now is that wages
1: aren't competing with prices, and. Number two, millennials are delaying getting married. Mm-hmm. And when you delay getting married, you delay buying that single-family house to raise the kid that you got married and had a kid with, and it's just, it's a problem. And it's a structural problem. And there's a lot of debt coming up, too, with the younger people. The person that just bought in my neighborhood, I live in a million, every house on my street is over a million, the person that just bought makes $400,000 a year. There's not a lot of $400,000 a year jobs
3: in America. And he's one downsizing away from foreclosure. Yes, if that neighborhood is higher, um, medium price in that neighborhood is higher than it was in 2007. I know, which I know. is crazy. I'm kind of a big deal. I increase the real estate value. <laughs> I tell everyone that
1: I moved and made it more desirable. You like me?
3: Yeah. If you come near your house, you get stung by a bee. Think of it
1: coming up in Walnut Creek, October 26, Saturday. Sign up at robblack.com.
2: 1220 KDOW traffic. Thank you. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I've got one more for you. Tell me about the rabbits, George, Tell me about the rabbits. Eight hundred five one six, twelve twenty. One thing Tony and I were talking about during this commercial break was healthcare benefits. It's something that a lot of employees don't take a look at as a decision on working for a company or not. They just take it for granted. Um, you know, I'll get healthcare care benefits at my next job, but like I've got fifteen hundred dollars dental covers eighty percent of cavities. 50% of fillings, 50% of fillings, 80% of crowns, 80% like I don't know, something like that. So if I ever have a, a bad dental year, it doesn't bankrupt me, as long as it's not a bad, 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 bad dental year. Healthcare benefits are important. Your wife has a job that it's a job, right? She works for the man. No one likes working for the man, but she's got great benefits, and that goes a long way like, because y'all are trying to make a baby, and part of those healthcare costs, babies are expensive. Yep. With that said, babies are also, this is how, how great finance is. There's no right answers. Babies are expensive, but babies also make you rich. Because the moment you have a baby, your wife is nagging you to go buy a single-family house, settle down, two expenses become one, you're living under one roof, you're not partying on Friday night. Okay, 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 you're not going to the rave. Even the financial return on a rave of staying out till 3 a.m. and getting drunk is probably a DUI and or it's all gone. Everything you spent is all gone. Um, so if you're going to white wonderland and, uh, you're doing a little, uh, peace, love, peace, love, purr. If you're purring in the middle of the night while you're dancing your, your night away, um, it's just all going in a, a barrel of, of fire. So that's the one thing about having a kid is like, suddenly you're like, ah, I better beautify my house because that's about, my life's over. So anyway, you're not talking much. Bay Area Loan Sources Tony Mendez, but your website is uh, coming up soon. That's the renewed. Uh, in yeah. November. So
3: okay.
1: Don't forget about that. If you slip on that, someone's going to jump on it. You know who you to on robblack.com? It's a great story. So I got into broadcasting, and I wanted a website for it back in 96. No, no, two, uh, 94. But um, the guy, Rob Black, is a porn producer out of L.A.,
3: I think it was Black Rob.
1: No, there's Black Rob who hates white people. Oh. But there's also Rob Black who does pornography. So he had the website, and to this day, I'll get a letter from, like, a starlet. <laughs> like, I really respect your blog. I'm like, I don't have a blog. Like, first thing, I'm like, suddenly I now know that this is a porn actress. He writes a blog on the industry trends and such. Um, but, yeah, so one day he forgot three new, and I was on it. And I signed up for, like, you know, 10 years at a time. I'll never lose that website. Again, what's funny is websites will probably go the way of Dodo Bird and become more like apps uh, in the future. But he was a bad guy, and he got arrested in 2020. Not 2020. What's the 60 Minutes of the on him? He's a bad man. Like, he's a, like, child pornographer. Like, so his website had a lot of, how should we say, adult toys. So... And people are like, people still think that's like a pseudonym for me. Like I'm him, but I'm not really him. Like I'm. will the, the listeners
3: decide that. I'm the
1: saint of money. I'm helping people save for retirement. I'm doing the work of many great men. No, not Gandhi. But I'm a financial Gandhi.
2: I'm kind of a big deal.
1: Twenty-five percent of the time, one out of four people like me. 800 516 to get your calls on there. It's 800 516 A couple stories out there. Google had a great quarter. Um, revenue beat expectations. Their mobile ad business is doing well. What's good for Google is good for Facebook. Cool. What's good for Facebook is good for Google. I can't say what's good for Google is good for Microsoft because that just ain't true. Um, intuitive Surgical had a pretty crummy quarter as far as revenues go. AMD, okay. Ooh, Las Vegas Sands. They, um, How are they doing? Casino operator raised its quarterly dividend to 50 cents from 35 cents. Let's pull that one up because that's one that I think we all have gone to Vegas or some sort of gambling institution in our life, and it's opulent. It's grotesque. Like, I think the casinos in Vegas should build the hyperloop to L.A., the whole Elon Musk thing, and just turn it into, like, a tourist attraction. So you can go shopping in downtown L.A. And you're just... Bzz. In a tube there, in a tube back, because their monorail system kind of stinks, and that was all built with corporate profits per se. Okay, so let's pull up a uh, chart on Las Vegas Sands. One of the things I like to tell investors to do, Tony, is take a look at if you're 40, take a look at the last 20 years of the stock. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're 20, take a look at the next last 40 years of the stock. Not that great. Las Vegas Sands is a little disappointing. So 2008, there was this big push. They came public in 2005, it looks like. Um, There's a big push in 2008 of China, Macau, China, Macau. And it didn't really turn out terribly well for them. Um, but they've had a good run since 2009, since the crash. The economy, ooh, you can see in the chart exactly what happened right there. Recession hits and people don't gamble. It used to be that people did gamble. There was a, a sin investing angle where you can go buy wine, beer, stocks. You can go buy things that are vices.
3: A lot of people have big volume, though. I mean, people really saw the value there, though.
1: Yeah, now take a look at this, though. So I was talking about SENS. Um, if you pull up, I think it's called Vice X. Wow. Um, that's a pretty good return in 10 years. It's gone from basically, uh, what is that?
3: 183%.
1: $9 a share all the way to $28 a share. Yes, it did get hit because it holds what they're considered sin stocks. Um, cigarettes. Boeing, they make missiles. Uh, Philip Morris, Altria, MGM Resorts, Reynolds American, uh, Galaxy Entertainment, Las Vegas Sands, uh, Lorillard, Diageo, United Tech Companies. So they own some defense companies in there as well, which some people have got mm-hmm. they've got moral obligations and they don't want to own Boeing because Boeing makes missiles which kill people. Got a big event coming up, and you can meet Tony Mendez at it, or you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Got a big event coming up in Walnut Creek at the Marriott, October 26th, a couple Saturdays from now. Money 101 for wealth accumulators, any wealth preservation for those who are heading towards retirement. You can learn more by going to robblack.com. Sign up, people. Sign up. But also, if you bring your phone or you email me that you're going to bring a phone, I'll send you up for free. It's $5. It's really cheap to get in, and it's a lot of information. I'm Rob Black, here's Rob Black, and your money. Views and opinions expressed by
2: Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. How do you manage the runaway costs of college? Start by listening to College Smart Radio with Beatrice Schultz. We all know that
3: college is expensive, and understanding the cost of College and how to reduce expenses and navigate the financial aid system is a smart thing to know.
2: Hi, I'm Beatrice Schultz. You can hear us each week here on 1220 AM KDOW. We promise to bring you up-to-date information from the front lines of helping parents deal with the most expensive years of their lives. College Smart Radio, Saturdays at 3 p.m. on AM
0: 1220
2: KDOW